This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. SC is back. An interview with SC22 General Chair Candy Culhane. It's This Week in HPC. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research, distributed in partnership with HPC Wire. I'm Addison Snell with Intersect 360 Research, and we've got something a little different for you this week in HPC as we want to visit an interview conducted by HPC Wire's Tiffany Trader with SC22 General Chair Candy Culhane looking at the SC22 conference and Candy gives some just spectacular review of what was going on at the conference, including um, being back on the frontier of innovation one more time, as she put it, looking at the diversity of architectures across AI, machine learning, quantum, and some of the innovative processing technologies going on. She also talks about the Turing lecture that we had and uh, some of the exploratory research coming out with IARPA as well well as a look ahead to SC23 and its theme with IMHPC. So let's give a listen to Tiffany's interview with Candy Culhane. Hi, I'm Tiffany Trader, Managing Editor of HPC Wire. And joining me here on this special podcast is Candice Culhane, SC22 Chair. And we're here in Dallas, right in the middle of SC22 in the show, and from my perspective, there's a ton of energy and excitement uh, about the conference. It's back in full swing. Uh, Candy, it was great meeting you, getting to meet you last year in St. Louis, and, and now seeing you here in Dallas. Uh, what's special about this year's conference? Well, first and foremost, we were proud to host the Turing Lecture, and this is a first for SC. The Turing Lecture is the highest honor in computer science, and I am a computer scientist, so this was a thrill. And it was great having Jack address everyone. And I think you could see from the crowd reaction that we love Jack. He's just our hero. It was, it was really amazing. Um, and it was such a well-deserved accolade and special that he could um, present the, the, the Turing Lecture you know, here at SC. What other highlights or additional highlights um, would you like to share? Sure. Well, thanks for, thanks for the opportunity. I'm, I'm really, really proud of the team building the digital experience, which was purpose-built for SC22. Um, we fully integrated it into the familiar conference schedule, and SC SC uh, sprawls in many, many different directions. And so when we first started using commercial uh, digital platforms, we had to contort ourselves to fit into their formats. And that was, that was a struggle. Um, so by purpose building it, we were able to accommodate the breadth of the conference. And we'll be building upon it. You know, I've been talking with the SC23 chair, and he's very enthusiastic about what we've done. So I think mm -hmm. it's going to go forward, and it'll be a lasting legacy for the conference. Mm -hmm. And you continue to have so many of the popular returning programs like the, the plenary, um, HPC Accelerates plenary, and the student cluster competition, and there was a job fair. Uh, mm -hmm. So Yep, which we which put on the exhibit floor. That was new this year, having it on the exhibit floor. So we could really expand and spread out. And we had the most employers ever, 41 signed mm -hmm. up. So that was tremendous. And over and over, we keep hearing, you know, it's about the, it's about the community. 
other people. Well, that's the other thing that was really special this year. I'd say that, you know, what's special about SC? It's our attendees. SC's back. And nobody really knew how long it was going to take to recover from the pandemic. Um, you know, we had projections, we had various things, but uh, the community turned out in force and it's, it's gratifying. The, the buzz, the level of conversation, people all greeting each other. We were like so happy to see each other and be together. Could you comment on the turnout details about the exhibit floor space, number of exhibitors, number of attendees, you're both in person and participating in the digital experience? Sure. So I'll start with the exhibits. Um, we had 133,700 square feet of exhibit space. We had 61 first-time exhibitors and a total of 361 exhibitors. And one-third of them are from outside the United States, which I think is quite impressive. Then for attendance, as of yesterday, and you know you have to check daily. Yesterday we had eleven thousand seven hundred and seventy registrations, which was just awesome. So if you think about it, like think back to uh, October thirty first, Halloween, and say that we had n people registered. One week later, we had registered an additional fifteen percent of that number, and then. That's your new N. One week after that, we went up by almost 25%, which meant that when you looked at Halloween and yesterday, November 16th, we had almost 45% increase just in those days in November, which is stunning. Mm -hmm. I, I've never seen anything like that. IEEE had said they're seeing this pop right before the conference, and I thought, 20%, right? Yep. There's 45%. Yep. So that was, uh, like I said, stunning. Seems some group behavior. Just everybody got, got excited about it at the well, same yeah, time. Well, yeah, I, I, I need to be. I'm, they may, I need to be there. I, I think that maybe, maybe a few people were on the fence. Mm -hmm. But then when it got closer and closer, they, they realized, wait a minute, everybody else is going to yeah. be there. I'm packing my bags. Yeah. I'm going to Dallas. Well, I was going to ask you if you, there were any surprises this year, but it sounds like that might have been, might have been one of them. That, that was the big yep. surprise. And I think, I think the attendees surprised themselves because if you're going, you know, you want to get the early bird. You want to lock everything in ahead of time. Um, but here it was um, lots of last-minute attendees signing up. And so, yeah, that, that was the big surprise mm -hmm. was the the community coming out in force. Mm -hmm. And you have a research background and research role. What, what, what do you do when you're not sharing a C? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm very honored to work at Los Alamos National Laboratory. And I um, serve the lab by being a program project manager. I manage several contracts for the lab. And I also represent the lab on a number of committees and conferences. So in addition to SC, um, three years ago, I was one of the co-founders of the new Quantum Engineering and Computing Conference. And we just had our very first in-person conference last month. I was one of the founders of the Chesapeake Large Scale Analytic conference in Annapolis, which is a very small, intimate, invitation-only conference. And I'm also a member of the steering committee for the HPC user group. So that keeps me busy. 
And um, we, we use this to bring the talent from Los Alamos and the other national labs to, to the public, to, mm -hmm. to give papers, to speak, to show off their research. So I, I like to think that uh, my mother once used to ask me, what do you do? You know, I don't understand. And I said, well, mom, you know, I'm like the producer of a show. I bring people together. So uh, broadly speaking, what, uh, what HPC and HPC adjacent technologies and trends uh, do you find most interesting and or promising? You mentioned a lot of different fields, and like, including qu quantum. So. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I, I, I did think about this. I kind of feel like we're back on the frontier one more time. Uh, we had a tremendous ride with Moore's Law and CMOS, the rise of CMOS and the TikTok general increase of CPUs with a very flexible general programming model. And, and it's been great, but now we're staring out there and we're seeing all kinds of diversity of architectures and they're not just in CMOS technology. Um, this is a challenging, challenging, hard problem for software that Jack referred to in his talk. But I think it's fascinating for the hardware designers. They're like being very creative. Um, we're seeing AI and machine learning is accelerating beyond belief, but how far can it go? You know, we're brushing up against the huge size of the models, time to train, the power consumed. So we need innovations there to keep making progress. Then we have quantum. Quantum is, you know, in its um, early days, it's developing, and we really need these software engineers and others to bridge the gap between the physicists and the application writers. And then let's go back to CMOS. In CMOS, we have multiple offerings of CPUs and GPUs, and it's not just the United States. It's from other nations, uh, and people are starting to build around ARM, and then we've got RISC-V coming out, which everybody can integrate with, so that's tremendously exciting. And then you have innovators like Sambanova and Cerebras, who are completely different, you know, packaging, data flow architectures. I mean, this is not your father's CPU. Um, and finally, I'll say that we're also doing some very important exploratory research efforts. And I'm going to give a shout, shout out to IARPA for their Agile program, which is looking at uh, graph machines and things like that. So to me, it's a tremendously exciting time. You can either try to master it all or just dive deep. And there's something for everyone and we'll see what happens. That was great. That was just a great snapshot of, of where things are. Thanks for that. Um, and I think you also, we, we chatted just a little bit um, in St. Louis. You shared interest in, in data science. Do you want to share a little bit about your, your interest in activities with data science? Right, right. Well, so um, let's see. When I started, I was in computer science with a minor in electrical engineering. So I was very much interested in computer-aided design and CAD, and just as CMOS was coming out. But I also really liked databases and other algorithms. So then the world changed, and analytics started becoming really important. And I'd go to all these really interesting conferences and listen to talks, but I thought, I, I don't have the background in this. I don't really appreciate what the challenges are. So I thought, well, Time to go back to school. In fact, on my profile, I said, you know, I got my last degree in the 20th century, 
So it's, it's time to hit the books. And uh, I enrolled with University of Maryland Global Campus and did online classes where they gave us lectures. We had discussions on message boards. And then we did very practical here, learn Python, learn Sybase, learn R, learn uh, all these different tools and do data analytics. Learn how to use the open source from USC ISI. And the end of the coursework is a capstone program where you spend three to four months writing a 90-page paper doing analytics on two fused data sets. And I'm sure that's been, been helpful in oh, it's integrating been tremendous. In, into all the projects you're managing and understanding things. And well, you know, it, it helped me uh, understand uh, the, the jokes yesterday about regression to the mean and how no papers are going to be accepted after 2024, you know, just thinking, yep. Yep, I love getting math jokes. That's worth the price of admission. <laughs> That's right. Everybody should 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 learn math. Yeah. Um, and then looking ahead, because there's a such long long planning cycles. The the planning's already underway for the next conference, mm -hmm. um, SC23 in Denver, in in November. Um, what's a little teaser? Of what's in store for that? And uh, I believe a theme has been picked out. Yes. Um, so uh, as we heard this morning when Dorian Arnold gave his preview, the theme for SC23 is I am HPC. And it's all about the HPC community from around the world. And one of the innovations that Dorian is going to introduce to the conference is this concept of the HPC village, where any researcher including researchers who, who don't have a startup company yet, and so they don't have the resources to have a booth on the floor, can still be in the village and share their, their dreams, their hopes, their research. And I think this is a very novel idea, and I'm really excited to see it come to life. That is much needed and sounds like a, a great way to approach it. Um, that is Dorian Arnold, Emory University, the uh, SC23 general chair. Candy, it's been so wonderful seeing you here today. Thanks so much. You're so busy. So thanks so much for just taking some time and chatting with me. Thank you, Tiffany. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research, actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.